Hello, and welcome back to the Full of Chit Chat podcast on charliedemares.substack.com and on the Harbinger Media Network. Thank you very much for tuning in. You have picked a very special episode, not only because of my superlative guest, but also because this is the first episode recorded on the new chair uh, in the office upstairs. I am no longer on the squeaky chair. I will no longer, my interviews will no longer have that perched quality that they, they had of, of me sort of trying to keep my body uh, still while listening to answers um, and, 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 and not trying to uh, make the very old swivel chair in the office uh, cease from making sounds. I'm now on a perfectly stable uh, chair that is entirely of one piece. And uh, I think the listening experience uh, will never be the same. And I'm excited for you, uh, the listener above all, and, uh, and then for the internet in general. Uh, but uh, primarily I am excited today because of my guest who is not only a very dear friend, but also a, a polyvalently talented um, uh, multi-genre uh, musical artist, a Juno Award winner, and a, an author of children's books, uh, and, and just a, a beloved figure uh, of, of Canadian uh, music and, and, dare I say, culture as the whole. I don't know why I, I expelled music from the realm of culture in that formulation, but it's Jill Barber, everyone. Hi, Charlie. Thank you so much for that uh, delightful introduction. And I'm so happy to be here with you, chit-chatting. Yeah, I, well, it, it is. I, I, I feel like uh, Don Pemberton helped me, uh, you know, really expand my thinking about who, because originally the idea with this podcast was I was going to alternate uh, one week, sort of a figure from the political world, and one week uh, somebody from comedy. And then I decided... And Don was the first non-comedian uh, that I had on. And then I just said, yeah, well, no, I'll have, I'll have friends just from the art world, from the culture world. But that having been said, and I mean this very sincerely, uh, you, uh, you know, though thought of primarily as a, as a musical uh, figure, um, including, I assume, in your own mind, you are very funny, Jill Barber. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, I do think of myself as a musical figure in my own mind, but also a hilariously funny musical yeah. figure. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, you know, it's a, I'm in a funny business. It's a very, you have to have a sense of humor to be in, uh, to be in the music industry and also just to be a, a human being in general. So thank you yes. for that. That's a, that's a very high compliment. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I take any opportunity I can to, to talk with you because for two reasons. One, you're such a smart, thoughtful person, and I love hearing all of your ideas. But also, Charlie, nobody makes me laugh. Like, you make me laugh. And, and what a beautiful uh, gift it is to have that uh, in a friend. So That is very, very sweet. I was kind of hoping you would uh, compliment me as a, as a singer-songwriter, but this was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I, I really, if we were going for full tit-for-tat, I was hoping to be respected in your oh. genre as I, as I extended uh, uh, you, uh, my welcome to you yeah. and to mine. Since, but... but hold on. Since you brought it up... <laughs> You are a singer-songwriter, and yes. you you have had uh, you have added music to your to your repertoire. Uh, there would uh, there there are I, I added is a strong word. Um, you, you did the incredible thing of combining music, 
politics and comedy in a single song. And, uh, and what was that song? <laughs> Didn't you do a song for, um, you did a song for the uh, One City. Oh, yes, I did. Do you yeah. know that's the only thing I've now, ever done? See, I've got, and I don't even have a list of your uh, musical accomplishments. <laughs> for me. <I> just... <laughs> that's true. Do you know what that is? And here's the thing that really breaks my heart about that, because it, it, you, it doesn't show in the YouTube count uh, because so many of the views were on Facebook for that. And, and, but, but that's the only thing I've ever done uh, that is, uh, besides a couple of tweets, that's the only thing I've ever done that's gone viral, is uh, wrote a little uh, spoof uh, tune for my wife's uh, political party uh, in a civic election. That's the biggest I've ever blown up, uh, which is, uh, eh, you know, if you're going to spend it, uh, spend it on one you love. Uh, well, it's, gonna, it's really going to blow up now that you've mentioned it again. Yes, it's true. The world <laughs> is looking. All your listeners are going are gonna to go, uh, go check it out and, and add, to those, add to those views. That's what it's all about these days, right, Charlie? The eyeballs. Yeah. The uh, algorithmic eyeballs. I, um, I, I was thinking, I, I was struck by an errant uh, memory today. Um, I think because maybe we are living in such epidemiologically focused times. I, uh, and, and, and we both live in British Columbia and we got some fairly, um, you know, setback oriented uh, news today about new um, regulations and, and uh, we're moving in slightly the wrong uh, direction as, as a province in terms of the fight against uh, COVID-19. And, 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 and your birthday was the, in, in February, 2020, that's, I, I was going over my calendar and, and to, just to, to verify this, this is the, the last indoor party that I attended. It's, it's, it's the last thing that I did, but I, I remembered uh, in just an errant uh, flash of uh, to summer 2014, changing my daughter's diaper in in your backyard at a at a party with a bunch of friends that you got you and 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 Grant uh, Lawrence, uh, your husband uh, from CBC, uh, had had over um, and and discovered uh, that my daughter had chickenpox, and and so running out of the uh, out of the party uh, with this uh, infectious baby that we had accidentally brought to, um, to a party. A memory that now feels like that's like what all of life is. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, it's, it's been just really shitty since then. Um, <laughs> but uh, a couple things. Um, first of all, Joji, she recovered from chicken pox. Hopefully, hopefully that didn't set her back too much she did a, a one-year-old was she, she one? has a slight the slightest little um uh character bestowing scar on her right cheek wow. from where i put calamine lotion on an already weeping um chicken pock. um you can read all about it in my uh, poetry collection the weeping chicken pock. Uh, <laughs> but if, if for those listening who do want to hear more about it but uh, otherwise yeah she made it through okay well, yeah, we've, uh, yeah, we've been through a few different, um, let's just say diaper related situations, <laughs> but, um, but, but getting, I, I also don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about what has since been become known as the last party, which was, yeah, my 40th birthday party, yeah. uh, which I, I threw on my, I threw for myself on my 40th birthday, February 6th, 2020. 
And mm -hmm. so many of my friends have um, shared with me that that was the last time that they were in a room together with a big crowd of people, sweating, dancing, singing, drinking, hugging, kissing. And um, so what I hoped would be a memorable night uh, has really become a memorable night no because of the, the pandemic. But uh, I also remember my speech that night because I, I wanted to enter my forties with kind of like with intention. And so I had, I, my, my motto that I decided was going to be my motto for my forties was keep life fun. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, a couple weeks, couple weeks later, uh, well, the whole world changed and now that doesn't mean I haven't had any fun, but yeah, it, it has taken a little bit of time, but, but I remember just feeling such a great sense of optimism that, um, you know, 2020 was going to be so fantastic. And it's been an interesting, that was, I guess we're into 2021 now. Yeah. I did just celebrate my 41st birthday. Yeah. Uh, not even just in February. Uh, time is, is such a strange, beast these days it goes by so quickly and so slowly anyway isn't it right um, back to like infant time? like when you had it when you had very little babies like time moves in that same way now where you you can't account for how quickly it seems to be moving because it's experienced so slowly like that thing that people say with when you have a new baby the long days short months or whatever it is like i, I cannot believe that march is done I but know. also the, the, it, it just, everything feels like, like you, the, the idea that, that that 40th birthday was, you know, 13 months ago or something like that. If it, it feels like something I'm remembering from another life with the help of a medium at a seance, like it, it's so removed from, from life now um, it, it, in so many ways. And it, it was, it was just so normal. It was, I mean, it was a fun party, but it was, that's all it was. It was just a, it was just a really nice birthday party with, with all, you know, a bunch of my favorite people and some nice food and some nice drinks and some good music. It was a very simple pleasure in, in, in that sense. And a simple pleasure that right now just feels like tantalizingly like just always further just just out of reach every time you think you're getting a little bit closer that's right and i yeah it's true you make a good point i think that our, our pleasures have become much simpler mm -hmm. they have because they have to you know we still have to still we still gotta find pleasure in, in in what we can in what we can and i also love i do think i have remarked to other folks that um moms parents people that have talked about this time as being reminiscent of the time when they had new babies. Yeah. Um, where you just like the whole world becomes your, your little universe. Yeah. You keep people close in and it's such a crazy learning curve and you, yeah, you barely remember what life was like before. You're constantly taking temperatures. <laughs> that's right. There's, you're always a little scared uh at least like that's just the baseline um uh, yeah it, it it's it's uh i was i was talking to um a mutual friend of ours Tarek hussein last night we were um uh talking about many of the similarities 
the, the thing with music and comedy is they're, they always seem to go together and they've, they're, they're so different in, in some respects and so similar in other respects. And one of the big differences that seems to me relevant to, to this year is that music has um, two phases to it, right? There's the extroverted phase where you're, you're out, you're touring, you're taking an album out to people, you're, you're, you're going on stage with it. But then there's also the, the writing phase, the, the part where you're kind of turned back inward or, or, or turned to a small group of collaborators and, and you're making an album, you're making songs. Um, that, that doesn't happen in comedy, right? Because comedy is, you know, you, you take a premise out to a small crowd and try and figure out what the bit is sort of live. Um, have you have you found that this past year has it been a time of uh, turning into that uh, you know that inward sort of writing creating uh, space or or have you been just sort of all hands on deck with parenting and just trying to be uh, like a, a person living in pandemic world? Well. Um... Last spring uh, into summer was a really hard time for me, uh, and and so many and that, since I'm just talking about me, I'll just focus on me. But it was for so many people, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was really hard on parents because, um, and I'm a parent of two kids, and so the kids were home, and I had a bunch of tour dates lined up that just got canceled overnight, and it it threw me into. Um, a lot of fear about what this all meant for my career, which, uh, and you'll relate to this uh, in your work, has a for, for 18 years has been all about momentum. 100%. And, and just like feeding, just feeding into that, like just trying to like stuff the engine of new stuff just to keep the train moving forward. And then it just like screeched to a halt, which was such a foreign experience to me as someone who had been on the move. And, and say a little bit about mid-career, especially in Canada. What, what, it, what it means for, because I think people have this idea of, you know, you start and that's when you're most uh, vulnerable or when things are, are toughest. But in my experience, that's, that's not always necessarily true, especially in, in this country. Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, thing to talk about. And I've been reflecting on it quite a bit um, recently because, you know, I turned 40 and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm in a business that, that loves youth. And uh, I, I thank you also for saying mid, mid, I think you said mid-career. I mean, like, I, my intention has always been to do this forever. Yeah. Make music whatever that looks like. And, uh, and the, what I will say is I thought it was hard when I was starting out, the hustle only seems to get become more of a hustle. Yeah. Uh, as I move on, because the world moves so quickly and technology moves so quickly and technology has interacted with the music industry so intensely over the course of my career that you just have to, I don't know, you just have to keep up and keep up and keep up. Then of course, in the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, it's all been about content and social media and yeah, digital content. And so it's, yeah, it's extremely challenging to stay relevant and to, 
um, to stay interesting to people when there's so much out there, so much great stuff out there. Um, and the whole world is at everyone's fingertips. So yeah, why would people still give me, uh, attention? And, um, my approach in my career has, has, um, I'd like to say I never think about, you know, like I just make all the, my work for me, but I do feel like I think a lot about my audience and, and that I've, I've kind of built my audience one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I kind of, I, I, I went into a bit of a panic, um, when I started to feel like I would lose everything that I had built in my career. And so then I went into this kind of like hyper mode of, uh, trying to figure out solutions and ways to still connect with my audience and have meaningful experiences, uh, using technology to my advantage. And so I kind of, just to answer your initial question, like have I, am I still doing that extroverted thing or am I writing? I, for a, a number of months there, kind of starting in the fall and in, until quite recently, I, you know, I, I put a lot of my energy into live stream concerts. I worked with hmm. back in the fall in November, I worked with a local motion capture facility here in BC to create um, an XR show, which if you don't know what that is, I didn't either cross reality show that um, incorporated um, computer graphics. And yeah. Tell us about this show because uh, Kara and I watched it and it was, it was amazing. It was it, because you were essentially immersed in a now extant or not a non now you know, a non-existent or like a former Vancouver nightclub that was like recreated for, for the, for the, for the gig. That's right. So when I, when I was, when this company reached out to me, they said, we think we could do something cool with you. Like we'd see, we've seen your live stream from home, from your living room and it was okay, but we think we could maybe use our technology to do something really cool. And they invited me into the studio and I, they put me in a motion capture suit and they turned me into a purple fairy and I stood in front of a green screen and I just kind of like got a sense of what it was all about because this is, this wasn't really my world. I'm not a gamer. I'm not really into like the Hollywood blockbusters that use this technology. So I, um, I just went just kind of with an open mind and, uh, we played and then I started to think, well, I think it's kind of weird that I'm like a flying purple fairy and people might not connect with that. But one really cool thing would be is, is that using technology and computer imaging, we could actually create a venue that, that, um, we could create any kind of venue. I think I started saying, you know, you could, we could travel. We could put me in a, in a Parisian, you know, nightclub from the 1930s and uh, like a jazz club, you know, we could go back in time. We could do something cool with that. And then, um, and then I came home and I was talking about these ideas with Grant and he, he was like, forget Paris. It's like, you should. I mean, did he about... actually say forget Paris? Was he watching the Billy Crystal <laughs> film at the time or? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I think he, uh, I think what he, he, he had, thank you for that. We he said, forget show. Paris. I was just thinking of when my friend Harry met Sally and they came up with, <laughs> people don't know that at home, Grant only speaks in film titles. It is a very <laughs> adorable affectation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Shall I continue? Or yes, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, uh, I literally, uh, uh, the part of my brain is like, just would you let Jill tell the story? And then the other part of my brain is try and set up uh, he, that he has a Korean friend who's a paleontologist, so he can call him <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, so that's how my, the the comedy brain is dealing with pandemic is by uh, yeah. uh, just uh, dissolving in acid. Uh, so yeah. please, uh, uh, please go on with your non-psychotic episode. Uh, let me just say that this is a titanic effort to, <laughs> uh, to take this joke to the extreme, but I think it's 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 sinking. Anyway, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. Um, I, no, okay, so I, on our shelf, we have a copy of Aaron Chapman, another mutual friend of ours, yes. while we're dropping mutual friend names, uh, a copy of his Vancouver After Dark, and uh, it, which is a great book about the history of Vancouver nightclubs. Yeah. And uh, after we watched, okay. um, sorry, oh. I still have Billy Crystal <laughs> in the brain. Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway. I started flipping through it and, I, and I, I, I started reading about the Palomar, which was a Vancouver nightclub uh, here in the 40s and 50s and uh, hosted the likes of Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, the Mills Brothers, all sorts of amazing, like, incredible artists and amazing history right here at home in Vancouver. And I thought, well, how cool would it be to resurrect this long since demolished nightclub? And uh and then I thought, oh, how cool would it be to have a like a ghost band backing me up? Um, so we we ended up putting my band in the motion capture suits, and we had um, we did just that. And uh, I performed in front of a green screen at this film studio, and we did it completely live, broadcast live. And uh, it was it, it was a, it was a Herculean effort, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was a big. Now I'm trying to go with like the big movie titles. The big, <laughs> let's just say the effort was big. The effort, and, um, the effort like Tom Hanks, yeah. uh, was big. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a lot of work, um, but really satisfying just to do something experimental and fun and cool and collaborative yeah. with a whole bunch of people. And so that was really cool. That was fun. Did that in the fall. It took a lot of energy. Um, I think it was it was a good payoff. And then. I mean, it was it was a beautiful show. Like, I mean, it was it really like I mean, as a viewer, it came off tremendously. And um, we weren't even watching it under the most uh, ideal of circumstances. Like, I'm sure we could have made a better effort to watch it on the the living room TV instead of on Kara's little laptop or whatever. But I mean, we it it was just it was it was a stunning, visually stunning. It sounded great, obviously. And then you had Aaron, and he was there talking about the the, the Palomar, and and uh, you got into the technology a bit, and, and and it was this sort of fascinating thing of, you know, these moments of, you know, trying to walk the line this past year and a bit of of wanting to do things that don't just feel like okay, we're just killing time. This is just a thrown away year. Also not wanting to say, oh, this is what life is going to be like forever. Um, so, you know, forget everything you used to know and love and, and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, dive into the absolute new reality um, of, 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 of all of your tomorrows. But wanting to walk the line of, of doing neat nice, and innovative. Oh, nice, nice music movie reference there. 
I uh, <laughs> didn't walk the line. I I had to go back <laughs> to the. I was like, uh, uh, like <laughs> flipping through um, index cards in my head. Uh, I, I, but but it, it 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 was a really it was a just such a fun and engaging and 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 it was a beautiful finished product. Thank you very much. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And then kind of the best thing was it was just it was something to talk about. I did mm-hmm. like we even. We had the BBC, we, the BBC technology show, uh, heard about it. And then we, I ended up going back in and doing, um, like a, like a, a live interview, <clears throat> excuse me, with a BBC broadcaster in the space. You know, he was at the BBC in London in front of a green screen and I was here in front of a green screen, but we did this kind of, we were both and sitting, B- we were both BBC, sitting at a bar table. BBC, you mean the British Billy Crystal Association is the, um, sorry, I, now there's just, uh, uh, you, 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 I've, we've pushed past the, uh, uh, not funny part of it and, and are t- in my mind, at least back into the, it's funny. So, uh, uh, viewers yeah. call in our listeners call in and, and, and let us know, uh, the lines are open, uh, if the Billy Crystal jokes should continue. <laughs> so yeah, no, because it got quite a bit of attention, right? Because it was, I, I don't know. Has anyone else done anything like this? Uh, well, while we're talking about Billy's, uh, Billie Eilish did something. Okay. Um, she did do something. I didn't actually see it, but she did do a, like a cross reality show. Um, she didn't get as many viewers as me, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, she did do it. So other people have done it. I, because it was, there were a lot, there was, there was a big viewership. You had a nice big turnout, right? Like it was a good, um, it was nice. Well, this is the other thing about live streams. Uh, well, relative to the population of planet Earth, <laughs> I don't know, but um, right. I'm, I'm, I have now come to understand that it, it was a good turnout uh, because it is really hard to sell tickets to live stream events. That's been my experience. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I was, I, you know, yeah, I was pretty happy with, let me say this. I actually, speaking of eyeballs, I actually had more eyeballs on that show than any other show I've ever done. My prior to that, my biggest, like headlining, like I, That's like incredible. I, I, I did a show at the Olympics, but it wasn't my show. Uh, there were, you know, lots of, I don't know how many thousands, um, many, many thousands of people at the Olympic show, but it wasn't my show. In terms of my show, like the, the biggest right. thing I had done in my career prior to that is I, um, I headlined my own show at Massey Hall, which is about 3,000 people wow. and um, 3,000 human people, human single bodies. Whereas uh, the, um, you know, this live stream got a lot of eyeballs and uh, hopefully they were attached to bodies, but yeah. it's hard yeah, to know not everybody... exactly how many people. Not everybody at the Massey Hall had uh, eyes, is as I understand it, right? You had a lot of a lot of pirates at the Massey. I'm not going to respond to the, <laughs> no, to the pirate remark. It's true that some people have different use different senses. Yes, um, and absolutely, there might there there may have been some blind people. Thank you. I mean, I I I. I, I <laughs> 
I feel well. I feel that for the first part of that, you were really uh, helping me back from what could have been taking this off a kind of an ableist uh, cliff. Yeah. And then yeah. you really threw me under the bus. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There was there was a real sort of gentleness to the to the first part of <laughs> of, of your um, kind of the shepherding quality too. Uh, and then and then and then uh, you more or less. Um, uh, you know, accuse me of hatefulness. Uh, th- this is then just uh, edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't emphasize enough. I don't know how to edit uh, anything that goes on in the computer. Um, so when I when I said mid uh, career earlier, I did, maybe to, to clarify for for people who are listening. I mean, so one one thing is you're one of these people who. Um, so you and I are. are you, you know, I think you're five months older than me or something like that like uh both, so 1980. Yeah. both born in 1980 um uh i mean we we had i think uh um your son josh is 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 like is it six months older than my daughter yeah, like i, I mean he's our, about six months older than, than yeah. yeah so i mean i like our 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 lives and our careers you know chronologically are are fairly um, parallel. Like I've been a comedian for about 16 years. You've been doing uh, music for 18 years. Like we, we're at the place where, so when, when I say mid-career, I mean, you're, you're no longer, this country is interested in like, hey, what's the new thing? And also there are, there are showcases and awards and you know, various programs that are geared towards emerging or new or, you know, people at the beginning of their career, right? Like you, you were, what year were you up for uh, um, best new artist at the Junos? Uh, 2007 or eight. Yeah. Um, as a, but there, there are categories like that. Like there are ways that we, there, there are various things that we have, you know, in, in, uh, you know, in 2005, I was in a contest of, or, or no, it wouldn't have been 2005. Cause that was the first year I started doing comedy. Like, like around the same time I was, you know, a contest for best new comic or something like that. Like mm-hmm. yeah. there are, there are these various things. And then on the other end of your career, this country loves, um, institutions like like people who have become institutions like yes somebody who has become who has just accrued so much you know you know if you have somebody who's like like a a, a gordon pinsent or mm-hmm. like a like gord downey was in the, in the last years of of his life um you know people who you know the country has just had like decades to fall in love with and have has all these memories long-term kind of memories of we we also love people who uh are you know at that kind of level but there's this vast expanse in between where Where you still yeah you still need to buy groceries yes and 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 where you you just kind of have to eke out you have to eke out a living in in a way where you know you have not yet kind of secured uh the artistic equivalent of of tenure or anything um but you're also you're you're not you're not getting necessarily the 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 ends of that you were getting at the at the beginning of your career when when people are saying i see the potential let's let's nurse that let's draw it out mm-hmm. you know you're into the part of your career where you're sort of expected 
to just kind of get by on, on your own steam. Um, yes. Yeah. And it, it yeah. really, it, it really is. It's, 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 uh, I don't know if it's the hardest time, but it, man, is it ever a, a weird time to have somebody come and pull the plug on everything for like a year. Um, because Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I so with the way, way you're describing the feelings you were having last spring and it's exactly what I, and I just find myself on this roller coaster this whole year of like, I, I was finally there. Like I was finally like the, you know, the, the bicycle was finally going on a certain kind of momentum of its own. And then we just like, we just stopped right in the middle of a hill. And, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 the idea of trying to get started back up, I feel like it, it's going to be like, uh, uh, you know, trying to get out of, um, uh, you know, parallel parking on a, in a standard uh, on a hill in San Francisco. Like it, it, it's just, it, it, the idea is so overwhelming of trying to start back up right in the middle of that suspension bridge um, of, of, you know, in between the beginning of a career and, you know, the end of a career where it's too late to try something else or it feels that way. Uh, but, but you're also like a long way from, from the other side. I feel you absolutely. And uh, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that I think you and I are, have, um, we're in a better position than, than a brand new artist who didn't yeah. even have a chance, like who just like, they were psyched up. Like I feel sad for all the people that thought they might go into comedy or music. Um, you know, they were just about to get started yeah. and they like, they didn't, I mean, at least we're like hanging there and on the like mid suspension, like yeah. at least it's exciting. We, I think a lot of them like didn't even get out the, out of the gate and I don't know what they would be doing to bide their time. Um, like I, I do think that the last 16 or 18 years of our lives and careers has created um, something of a, it's not, it's not a, like, I don't, I'm not speaking in financial terms because um, <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's no nest egg, but yeah. maybe there's like a spiritual nest, like a, like an yeah. energetic nest egg. Like I get what you mean in- about that. Like you, you've, you've built up a, a goodwill. Um, yes. Yeah. A, 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 because you really do have, um, you have fans who are really, I mean, you, 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 you sang at my, you sang at my dad's uh, birthday party when he turned 60, uh, that, which, which I, I unbelievably, um, it was now six years ago, um, um, uh, May of, of, of 2015, it was my dad's 60th birthday. And, and um, uh, you uh, were doing a lot of singing at that, at the time in, in French, I think, uh, had your French album just come out, um, how yeah well and i and i've been doing a lot of singing in french lately too because the last album that i put out was my second french record so i have two i've got that's right right now that's Um, right yeah that was the first yeah it would have been right around the time that i had released my first one and then i've been um yeah i've been 
but like in June of 2020, I released a, a French record of original music. And that, um, yeah, that's, that's, the French thing has actually been really interesting this past year for me because I feel like I've had a number of opportunities that came to me because I, because I'm a French speaker. Mm. Um, just different, a spokesperson for a, um, Rendezvous de la Francophonie, which is, you know, they had to go online, a national thing that I was involved with. And I've done a few governments, like governmental um, online events where I've sung both in French and English. And um, you know what? Like just today, just today, I, I um, visited, uh, virtually visited a, a music class in, in a, a French school in Ottawa and did a little session. Wow. And uh, so I feel, I kind of feel like, I do feel like a, the work that I've been doing, and I'm, I'm sure the work you've, like, you've been doing, oh, well, I mean, just even building up your, your ability, your, your abilities, your experiences as a writer. I mean, like, it doesn't, it counts for a lot, I think, all the work that we've done in our careers before all this happened, so that we can spend this time, um, continuing to work in whatever capacity we're able to and, um, and writing. I know, like, I know you've been writing a ton and I have moved into a much more introverted writing phase. And I'm actually heading into the studio next month to record my next album, which is the quickest turnaround I've had. That's amazing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I agree. It is a hard place to be. It is a hard place to be. You know what? I just heard a quote. Um, the other day, uh, George Harrison, of all people, and it wasn't not, wasn't even about his music and longevity in music. Somebody asked him, um, you know, how he and his wife had stayed together for so long, um, like how they made their marriage successful. And apparently, he responded, "You just never get divorced." <laughs> and uh, and I just res I, to that I responded, I was like, "That's like my music career," <laughs> you know, like when people say like how. <laughs> When people are like, how have you had such like a long music career or whatever? I'll just, I, I think it's just like, oh, just never quit. Just never stop <laughs> yeah. doing it. Like just I just. By I, not I, doing anything else. Yeah. Um, I like literally just haven't stopped. Yeah. Making records. Haven't stopped writing songs. I've stopped touring for a little while, just like the whole world, but we'll get back to that. And um, yeah, like we just, we just keep doing what we do. And uh and I think, I don't know. Yeah, we're no, good at I, what we do, Charlie. I think we're good at what we do. And I think that that, you know, opportunities uh, will keep coming and allow us to continue to do what we do. And um, so I, I don't know, I'm feeling more for the people that are just like brand new starting out. I think you're, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think, um, you know, you, you also, I mean, you, you built, uh, you 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 really built uh, an audience with uh, uh, among demographics that 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 were not you know they weren't just fickle they weren't you know you 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 had an audience that followed you from album to album and, and an audience that followed you from style to style and I mean there 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 have been very different sounds in your career. Um, that uh, I, from what I can tell from the outside, I mean, it seems like 
your audience has has followed you through those those developments in 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 your sound and i mean i remember seeing seeing you at uh the performance works on on granville island uh you know i can't remember um you know how many years ago but then five or six years later touring a very very different album a very very different sounding album uh at the vogue and seeing that you know the audience had a lot of new people in it but you hadn't lost the people who were at that show at performance works that's an amazing thing to be able to to change and and bring an audience um with you that's beautiful well yes and um I I have with each record made an effort to reinventions. It's too strong a word, but I do absolutely view each record as um, and not a, not only an opportunity to do something different, but I kind of feel the need to do something different. Like mm-hmm. I um, now, nat- it's thankfully I've naturally just followed my own artistic instincts in that. I want to stay interested as much as I want other people to stay interested. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, I think I have maintained, I, you know, my, it's, I don't know about your, I'm curious about your typical audience, like your typical fan, but mine, um, my typical audience member, let's just say they were like first up for vaccinations. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> They like they're all vaccinated now. All my fans, right? Um, so you, you're, I, I, you, all your saying, fans are are uh, casino magnates who flew to the Yukon and pretended well, to be motel workers. Well, that's I, the. I, I assume you've worked a few casinos because <laughs> I have too, yeah. and and um, like I'm not doing like the big casinos, but I have I have played some casino gigs. But no, yes. I what I'm trying to say is delicate, delicately. Um, my audience has t- has has typically been like an um, an older audience, and um, I do think about that a little bit because I mean, as as I'm like reaching like 20 years into my career, my like my audience is aging as well. Like, Except that means that your audience also isn't like finding a whole new aesthetic to define themselves by every eight months. That's and, true. And they're That's not true. like, uh, because I have, I have looked at your audience and I, I think you and I actually have a quite a bit of overlap in, in our audience. I partly think so because too. Of, I mean, I think C, like the CBC CBC is a huge is part like, of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think um, that that is, uh, uh, you know, we, we live in this time where everybody's told uh, keep your social media presence up, keep your, you know, keep your engagement up. It's, it's all about, can you do TikTok and can you do uh, Instagram stories and whatever. And what I've seen with, with you is, is actually somebody who went out, you know, touring with like Stuart McLean and, and, to, you know, getting out in front of people who were at a, were at a place in their life where they, they're not list, they're not making their musical decisions based on uh the fashion choices of their friends or or you know the the people who 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 know who they are and i'm i'm not disparaging obviously the 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 time of self discovery and stuff of 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 young people it's a, it's an that's obviously a very exciting time to um it's an exciting time to be alive and 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 
but so much of our culture is geared towards that group because they they buy the tickets and they buy the they download the albums and 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 whatever that it's it's as though the other like 80% of human beings who are still alive uh don't don't matter and yeah. and those those yeah. people are yeah you know they're 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 living rich variegated uh in, you know just as humanly important lives but they're also not nearly as mercurial or you know easy to swallow. I mean I just you know my by the end of his life my uncle he would just if if there was an if there was an artist who he loved you know the, you know somebody like a Paul Simon or whatever, he's just always going to buy mm-hmm. the new album that Paul Simon puts out like he's just come to trust him that that's music that he's gonna want to hear and you know, like you, you sang for my dad at his birthday because he, he, he loved you. He loves your music. And he, and, and I thought, well, this will be so great. She'll sing for him in, 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 in French for his birthday. And, you know, like that, you know, that's something that's still just so present for him. That's something that's still, um, uh, and, and, and yeah, I just, I, any, I, I think about that a lot in terms of, uh, your audience and, and my audience, because I, I do feel like, for me in comedy, I have, uh, I do have a lot of fun with, with young audiences and the kind of like, you know, 20 somethings on main street, uh, in Vancouver who, who are increasingly younger than me. I mean, it used to be a much narrower window between us and, and now it's, you know, it, it, it and, and then that just keeps getting wider, but I also have always been able to count on I mean for me a lot of my bread is buttered in the shows in the labor movement or the cultural sector or whatever as a kind of left of center comedian uh performing for you know progressive baby boomers and generation xers Mm -hmm. who uh yeah they're just like they're on board um and so you can kind of count on them in in a way that's really nice in a world that you don't feel like you can count on much yeah i have nothing to add to that (laughs) yeah sorry that's my those are my skills as an interviewer uh go on for three (laughs) minutes and leave no possible in uh i i am i'm 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 right there with you and uh i i mean i think we're just like middle class musicians oh certainly Sorry, middle class musician slash comedians. No, I consider myself a middle class musician. <laughs> I, um, I, um, well, I do have a mortgage uh, uh, on this uh, on this uh, collection of harmonicas, and uh, so I, uh, I. I I I think sorry, I, I lost. I, I missed. No, you bailed me out of the harmonica bit. I had nothing. Laugh. I was like, what? I don't uh, have, a, I don't have a mortgage on anything. What the hell am I talking about? No, I was thinking, I was trying to reflect on what you were saying or I was, no, I think I was trying to, ref, I was trying to say, well, think to myself, what am I, what I mean when I say I'm a middle-class music? I think what I mean is what, one thing I've learned in, in the last year and a bit is that, I mean, I've long since stepped away from the idea that like, I'm going to be some, like rich superstar musician like that's that's so beyond I've never even really wanted that to begin with but like I'm okay with it I'm okay with it Mm -hmm. what I want to be is um 
I want to be a working person. I want to be paid for the work that I do. And, um, and I don't even want to be like, I feel like before all this optics were this huge part of my business. Like, Oh, like I could take that job, but like, it doesn't kind of look good. Like, um, you know, if I play at that little event when I'm kind of trying to sell the show at the big theater or whatever, you know what I mean? And I've completely changed my attitude uh, about that in these times because, um, and I've let go of some of the ego of my business. I just want to, I want to work and be paid fairly for the work that I do Mm -hmm. and be, and I want to, I want to be working. I want to be working and uh, I don't want to hold out for like the big, opportunities and this whole past year has been about just continuing to work as opposed to just like sitting back and saying this sucks and waiting for it to be over like I just want to continue to work and not be um precious about like oh is this is this what I want to be part of my career trajectory Mm -hmm. um and instead just just like think of what I do as not being any more special or different than what anybody's job is, you know? And uh, because there is a, there is that trapping in our, in our industry because we're in the entertainment industry to think that like, Oh, what we do is kind of special because not everyone can do it. And, um, and because people make us feel like it's special when they come to the shows. I mean, it's strange because it is special and, and it, I mean, so I, I, like what what you do is i mean you you do sing and and write music in a way that you know 99.8% of people never could or would be able to and so i th- i think that that and that means something to people and it's something that um will always be important to people and i feel like that's true about being able to tell jokes at that level. I think that's true about being able to play sports at that level. I think that's true about being able to paint at that level or, or, or dance at that level, whatever those, whatever those things are. And and I think, I I think there's a way of acknowledging that while, while at the same time, not falling for this lose, lose proposition, which on the one hand says uh, by doing these things, you enter into some category of human being that's better than, than everybody else um, in a way that cancels out their humanity, but also is going to cancel out your humanity because then once we let you into this rarefied little circle, you're going to do everything in your power just to stay in it. Um, Because if you say no to this bad, uh, you know, rate of pay or these, you know, crummy circumstances for touring or sometimes, you know, uh, abusive or even predatory behaviors by powerful people in, in certain industries, then there's a lineup out the door of people who want into this industry. And I, I, I can absolutely relate to what you're saying about, you know, thinking about your, your life in this trajectory, you know, where you're planning everything out um, a thousand paces ahead. And if there's, if there's any kind of uh, a silver lining to just the, 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 the tragic catastrophe of this, um, 
of this past year. And I, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm loath to ever, you know, try and put somebody else's loss of life or the, the devastation that this has wrought in, in the light of, you know, the, the precious life lesson that I've drawn from it. So, you know, I'm aware of that um, disparity, but I, I, I just, if there's, if there's anything that people will come away from this time with is just like, you know, you, it's a, it's a chump's game to try and plan a hundred steps ahead. Like, because you could be at a birthday party on in, in February and the whole world is stopped a month later. And all those plans uh, don't amount to a hill of beans. Yeah. Would we have done anything differently? Someone, had, I mean, it would have been a bummer for the party if someone had shown up and been like, guys, this is your last party <laughs> for one to two years. But would we have, would we do anything differently? Um, that my my dog um, started barking right as you said that, and I feel like that was symbolically like you know we all just would have started wilding. Um, uh, you know, somebody said this is your last party. Just uh, you know, your your very her suit spouse would have ripped his shirt open and started howling at the moon. Um, uh, that's uh, what we're gonna do when all this is over. Yeah. Uh, no, I I. I, I have to say, I, you know, I, I, I often also think back to a conversation we had at the very beginning of the pandemic, where I, I, I was very um, optimistic about how short this whole thing was going to be, how quickly we were going to get through it, and, and, uh, but, but, it, but I am now, you know, in a place where I, I'm very hopeful about what what life is going to feel like on the other side of this. Just having been through it having the shared experience to a certain extent. I mean, you know, we didn't all go through the same, we didn't all go through the same pandemic, but we, 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 you know, we were forced to, um, uh, I, I can't, I cannot do this with the fucking dog. I'm sorry. I I'm trying to finish a sentence and the, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, being heckled, uh, by my own, uh, best friend, but, um, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, are... you get the point, you, you get the point, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, your dog is hungry. Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, I keep telling her, you'll eat when stand-up comedy starts again, oh, you like mean the, the rest of the you family. Are, you mean the point you were trying to make? Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, but um, I, uh, I, I feel uh, like uh, I get it. I, we know we're in a collective experience. It's be- and it's it's it, it it can be beautiful even even though it's even though it's also uh, been very tragic. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, and and um, you know, we. I, I like to think that um, that uh, we've all been yeah. No, you put it you put it really well. We're all going through our own experiences, but. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to wrap it up or sum it up better than what you what you said. Um, it, I mean, it all I makes. Wish me... I, had a, I wish I had a barking dog to blame it on too. I, but, um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I know. I, I, ha- I do feel a little bit of weird gratitude for this time, and um, I guess it's better to live with gratitude than than not. And I, I and like you were saying, like I don't want to be insensitive to how hard this time has been on so many people. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that we're just all going to have to wrestle with, right? Is is that 
there, there is a, there, there's just going to have to be a way for us to speak about this time in a way that, that finds the good and finds the redemptive um, without, uh, without sort of dismissing or minimizing the, the utter catastrophe of it. Um, uh, because we need to find that redemption. Um, it, it's, it's, it's desperately important. And, 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 and it's a desperately important thing to even hold now in anticipation of, of the end coming and, and, and of knowing that we're going to get back to something more hopeful and, and maybe not even back to something more hopeful, but forward into something that was, was more hopeful than anything we could have imagined before going through this. And, you know, we're, you know, it's springtime. Uh, people are listening to this as, as, you know, as we head into Easter, um, you know, but this is, this is something that I think is, is, is resonant, uh, you know, across a number of different um, spiritual and philosophical uh, traditions around the world is, you know, that feeling of the, the death and cold and darkness of, and sterility of, of winter um, coming out into the, 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 the fertility and, and rebirth and, and hope of, of a new spring. Um, you know, we, we just have to give ourselves permission to, to find that um, because, you know, we owe it to ourselves and, and to our kids and, and, you know, otherwise, you know, it's just darkness. And then we're no better than the eyeless freaks at a Jill Barber concert at the Massey, Massey Hall. Anyway, I said, send your letters to. Nice callback. Nice callback. Thank you. Anyway, if anyone, anybody is, is, is for, you know, eyeless, please, please know. Um, that that I um enorm have nothing but um love and respect for people with any number of eyes. Uh, Jill Barber, thank you very much for uh, for coming on. I I I, pro- I promised you <laughs> I promised you controversy, and uh, yeah. you know I think that'll be you know really what you know that'll be what sells the episode. Yeah, um, absolutely. It'll where be... can people find the new album? Um, if you mean the new album that I released last summer, uh, it's, you know, you can find it on all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. That is the one and, I meant. Uh, that still qualifies as, I mean, I had a book come out in September. I think that's, I still consider that new. Yeah. You, and you get to say, you can find it at like your favorite independent bookseller. Yeah. Um, I, there are very few independent record stores and you might find my record there <laughs> if you want to, but, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm out there on, I'm on the internet. Just click over to, uh, to jillbarber.com. Get off Charlie's Substack. Yeah. Get off this, get off the, um, I'm sorry. What is the name of the podcast? Uh, oh, uh, full of chit chat. Oh no the um, no, harbinger think, yeah. the harbinger media network 
Right. Get off. Get the hell off that Harbinger Media Network and on to JillBarber.com. You heard it here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, Harbinger Network, uh, which is about to be uh, bankrupted uh, in a class action um, uh, suit by, <laughs> by um, uh, the uh, um, uh, you know Toronto uh, so- Association uh, for the Eyeless. Um, <laughs> I, I keep going back to it. This is my, this is why I am one day going to lose my career is because rather than just saying something um, wrong and quietly moving past it, I feel the need to go back and pick at it um, uh, I, I, awkwardly and go, but we're cool, right? Everything's fine. Uh, and, and one day it will end me, but um, uh, hopefully, hopefully not today because I love no, everyone. Not today. I love everyone, uh, regardless of ocular status. And uh, that goes for you yeah. too, Jill, who, who I love and uh, appreciate uh, so much you coming on. And it's always great to talk to you. And I can't wait to be able to do it in person. I can't wait to see you. Oh, that person. was very insensitive. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you in person. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for the pleasure of this non-interrupted conversation. Um, Although nice briefly by a dog. Oh yeah, that's right. One little creature interrupted us. But uh, anyway, thank you for having me on uh, Full of Chit Chat. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.